Okay, let us start our discussion of Parshas Miketz for this year, Tavshin Ayin Aleph, and hopefully at the all, at the end we'll have two or three thoughts related to Chanukah as well, the Yantav of Chanukah, which we have just started here in Eretz Yisrael uh, tonight, Tavshin Ayin Aleph. Okay, well, we start off with Parshas Miketz. Just one scheduling note: I hope next week to give a shir on Sunday night. It's the only possible night in, in my schedule, so I uh, hope to get one up Sunday night. We're going to do our best, um, but that'll be. For afterwards. Okay, Parshas Mikates. Let's start off with a much-discussed Medrash, which has to do with the end of last week's Parsha and the beginning of this week's Parsha. The Medrash is quoted at the beginning of source number one. The Medrash says, Ayin Medrash Khan, Hadahu Dechsev. Remember, the Pasuk starts off with our, in our Parsha, Yamim. It was after two years and Paro had his dream. After two years, two years since what? The end of two years of what? So, as we know, it's two years since Yosef has been in the jail and he had asked the Sahamashkim, remember me, don't forget who helped you out, don't forget who prophesied that the, the, uh, the day is going to come when power is going to take you out, that everything's going to be fine and dandy, don't forget me. So it's two years since then. Says the Medrash, Hadahu Dirsiv, Ashrei Hagever, Asher Sam Hashem Miftacho. Praised is the person that places his trust in Hashem, Velo Pana El Rahavim. And does not turn to the Rahavim. Doesn't turn to the other powers. The question is, what exactly is that Pasuk referring to? So says the Medrash. Praised is the one who places his trust in Hashem. Ze Yosef. The first half of the Pasuk is referring to Yosef. Yosef who puts his trust in Hashem. What does that mean? Because Yosef said to the Saramashkim when he's going out, remember me and please mention me. Zachartani v'hizkartani v'hitosev lo shtei shanim. So he added on, there was two years added on to his jail sentence. So the first half of the Pasuk says, praises the one who places, places his trust in Hashem, that's Yosef. And the second half of the Pasuk, v'lopan al-rahavim, and that he doesn't turn to other powers, that's Yosef too. Ask the Drashva Ha'iyun, Ravari Levine, What's going on here? The Medrash, Kisofo, Sofa, Loreshiso. The Medrash contradicts itself one line to the next. The first half of the Medrash is Who places his trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Who is the one that is a model for Bitachon in Hashem? Yosef HaTzadik. He's the one, he has Bitachon, everything is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is wonderful. And the very next line, darshaning the second half of the Pasuk, this is Yosef, who put his trust in the Saramashkim. So which is it? And because of that, he was punished for two years. So what the, is the Medrash giving a praise of, of uh, Yosef Atzadik? Is the Medrash saying Yosef Atzadik did something wrong? So what exactly is the point of the Medrash, the first line of the Medrash being that he is being praised, and the second line of the Medrash seems to be that he is being uh, berated. Says the Drashva Ha'in, line 8. To explain this, Maimar, let us say, If I'm ever telling a story, and I'm telling that, that somebody did something, Reuven did such and such, and I'm saying, like, it's, it's like amazing. You know what he did? He did such and such. If I'm very excited about the report, whatever I'm saying, it must be that the guy I'm talking about doesn't usually do this. Right? If he always does it, 
that it's not going to be such a... Do you know what he did today? It won't be so surprising and exciting. If I'm excited about something, if it's a chiddish, that's a raya, that it's not normal. Because if a person always followed a certain behavior, and it wouldn't be, I wouldn't be so excited. Wow, look what happened. And it wouldn't be so surprising if somebody says, you know, if Shlomo Zalman dabbled with Kavana this morning. You know, it wouldn't get us so... You know, that's for Shlomo Zalman, obviously. If so-and-so dabbled with Kavana, oh, that's a Chiddush. So when we say something and we're excited about somebody, so then it must be that we're... It's not usual. Al-Derech Mashal, on line 11. In Mesabrim L'Chiddush, Me'ish Ploni, Sha'asa Hayom Tova L'Chavero, do you know that Reuven did a favor for Shimon today? So what does that say about Reuven? Today he gave the he gave the onia some some staka. It's not something that he usually does. If we're all getting excited that he did a mitzvah today, it must be that normally he's not such a mitzvah guy, and is that something that we expect to hear from him? And then he says on line ten, line ten, maybe that's even the deep shot of the Gemara in Baba Basra. Umagyaku divrei chazal ba'amram. What does the Gemara say? Al yisaper adam betovatoshal chaveiro. We're not supposed to talk about other people, even saying good things about other people. Why? Shemitoch tovaso bali deiraaso. Through the good, it's going to become to the bad. What does that mean? A, as we mentioned many times, we shouldn't be talking about other people in general. But number two is specifically the good. Why are we getting so excited that someone's going to do something good? It must be that, wow, we're so surprised. It's so unusual that he did something good. What, so what is, our, what is the listener going to think about what this guy usually does with his life? And praising him, included in that is also Gam Gunuso. When we praise somebody and we get very excited about the praise, we have to realize that underlying that might be so tochach as well. And that's what it says in the middle of line 21, the line from Chabakuk. You have been satiated with shame from honor. What does that mean? How do you get shame from honor? The answer is, yeah, if you give somebody honor now, it could reflect that usually they're not so great, says the Drash Baha'iyah. That's on the one hand. But the other side as well. Achein line 25. Just like we see on the one hand, saying something great about a person can lead to negativity. The opposite is true, true too. Right? The hefech meaning, if I say, do you know who missed Minion today? Oh my goodness, I can't believe it. Why can't I believe it? Because there's really a little shevach in there. There's really a little, wow, I can't believe he missed it. He never misses it. I'm so surprised. Even though we're saying something specifically negative about this case, that's reflecting that in general, this person is great. This person is wonderful. Really, it's praise. We point it out. We tell a child, I can't believe this. What do you mean? Why you? No, because I don't expect this from you. Because you never do such a thing. Today, so-and-so was asked for help. He didn't give any help. 
Oh, he did something something terrible today. And we're very surprised about it. So then, you know, we, we, we expect otherwise. Right? A parent, a teacher, a principal. Right? Sometimes we get more upset about the children or the students that we don't expect them from. What do you do? This is not you. Because when we give Torah then at that point, it reflects real, sometimes the recipient doesn't feel that way. But really, deep down, it is a, it is a praise. Says the Drashva Ha'in, Rev Levine, now we get back to the Medrash. What did the Medrash say? Barach HaGever SheYitach Bashem that Yosef that has great bitachon. Velosam El Rahavim. This is Yosef who put his trust in the Saramashkin. What's the Pshat? This was the only time. The Pshat was that Yosef was such a Babi Tachin throughout all the years and all the jail time and all the lowliness. This was the only time he lost it for a moment. And even so, it was on his level. Obviously, we would think it's just plain Hishtablus. Right? What, what did he do wrong? But on Yosef at Tzadik's level, Yosef, all of a sudden, Yosef did this. That's why he had to be punished for this one, to sit in jail. If it was normal for him to rely on people, say he's a chiddush yishbazet. What, he has to be punished for this one? He does this all the time. So that's the Medrash, starting off with Yosef Atzadik. It looks like a gnai, but it's really a praise. It's really saying something wonderful about Yosef's bitachon in general. Okay. Let's continue in the, in the Parsha. Ask a question that we asked last year. We gave a couple of answers last year, and here we will add on. We know we have the dreams about the bundles and about the cows, and the Khartoumim, the other interpreters, try to give Paro some interpretations. He does not like any of them. Finally, Yosef comes and says, I have an interpretation for you, and he gives his interpretation. And after the whole interpretation, Yosef says, um, Do you ever see somebody like this? There's nobody, there's nobody as great as you. I'm sorry, I skipped the main Pasuk. Go back for a minute. After interpreting the dreams, Yosef says in Pasuk Lamed Gimel, Paro should now appoint somebody really smart and really wise to take care of, of your country. There are seven plentiful years. You better make sure that you set up officers. You have somebody in charge. Wink, wink. Right? You should make sure that you have somebody that you trust and you think that can handle the situation. So the obvious question that many of the Mepharshim deal with, we had a couple of answers last year, is who is Yosef starting to give advice to Paro? Paro never asked for advice. Paro said, tell me what my dreams mean. Yosef told him what the dreams mean. Seven fat years, seven lean years, seven fat cows, seven skinny cows. Just tell me about the dreams. I don't need your advice, you lowly Hebrew. Who did Yosef think he was? Starting to give, starting to give um, advice. Question two, also a well-known question. Why is it that Paro liked Yosef's interpretation more than any, more than any others? Right? They all gave interpretations, and he says, oh, Yosef, I like yours. Why was his more better than any others, more on the mark? Had a power know that that was the right one? Second question. And finally, a third question, an amazing diuk that's made by the Maral Diskin. 
at the end of the uh, discussion, in Pasuk Lamed Zion, says the Torah, Vayitav hadavar be'ene faro uve'ene kalavadav. Nobody picks up on that. Who liked the interpretation? Not only Paro. Uve'ene kalavadav. His servants liked the interpretation too. Vachor, who were his servants? The ones that gave the first interpretations. Those were the ones that were there. So what does the Pasuk say? That the Avadav also liked the interpretation. Why would they have liked the interpretation? They try to give different interpretations. So number one, why was Yosef giving advice? Number two, why is it that Paro liked Yosef's and no one else's? And number three, why is it that Paro's Avadim also liked the interpretation and not just Paro? So two answers, one of them answers some of the questions, and one of them answers all the questions. A smaller answer is given by the Tosefes Bracha, that's the Tartmima in his less famous Sefer, in the Tosefes Bracha, he asks this question, Hine, source number two, Yes, Paro liked the interpretation. How did Paro know that this was the right one? How did Paro know? He's dealing with that question, not the other two. How did Paro know that this was the, the, right, the right answer? And he says it with with certainty. Hashem has shown you the interpretation. How did he know for sure? As if Paro knew specifically. So says the Torah Tamima, says the Tosefis Bracha, if you look very, very carefully at the Psukim and we focus on Paro's dreams, and Paro's retelling of the dreams to Yosef, and then Yosef's interpretation of those dreams, very carefully, we see differences between when Paro retold the dream, says the Tosefus Bracha, he didn't remember all the details. He didn't remember everything. You know, sometimes we tell over a dream, and we don't remember something, and then somebody says something like, oh yeah, that also happened. How do you know? He told over the dream, but he forgot specific details. When Yosef interpreted the dream, he picked up on those details that Paro forgot. And Paro didn't pick up on. And when he said it, Paro's like, how do you know that? I didn't tell you. That's how he knew. Because over and over again, a number of times, says the Torah Tamima, look closely at the Psukim, he says, and you can be medayikit. Line three. In his dream, he saw animals that were yafos mar'eh. And when he told over to Yosef, they were yafos to'ar. Not Yefos Mara, Yefos Toar. And in Parshas Vayetze, says the Torah Tamima, Rachel is defined and described as both. Yefas Toar, Vifas Mara. And Rashi quotes, it's two different things. One's about the face, one's about the body. So it's two different things. So Paro said the wrong one. Right? The cows were Yefos Mara. He says Yefos Toar. So he changed it. Yosef also next. Shuv Rabbi He saw Brios, Shibalim bundles that were Brios Vitovos. He told Yosef, Maleos Vitovos. And there's a difference. He goes through a few of them. He, the bundles were Shtufos Kadim. And to Yosef, they were Tsnumos Dakos. And all of these Lashonos, 
It must be. He, he wasn't medayik so much in what he saw. Line 16. V'kar levadai, sheshachach prati amaris. He forgot some of the details. K'moshein bidiyukah b'mechuvan. V'higvid rachat kholi maris. He basically told over generally. I saw some skinny, some skinny cows. I saw some, uh, some thin, thin bundles. But says the Medrash, when Yosef was telling Paro the, the interpretation, he corrected him. He corrected him. Line 19. Amarlo, lo behemos yafos toa reisa, ki im yafos mara. Sherosh, you will mleos vetovos, lo kapris, eshibalim brios vetovos. He went through his dream and he told him the corrections. Paro's like, what's with this guy? That's how he knew. That's how he knew, because he corrected the details that Paro that Paro um, did not tell over. He adds even one more point, which explains why Paro not only saw that he was right, but Paro even was found favor. And Yossi found favor in Paro's eyes. Why is that? Explains the Tosefus Bracha, line 29. Also dealing with the second question, why will he have him so into it? They didn't know the difference, the diukim, that Yosef was coming up with. Yosef was acting like a mensch to him. Yosef was giving him respect. Yosef was treating him properly. Like we know, what, what happened when Yosef had to get a haircut? Right? They took him out, he got a haircut. Why? Because covered Malchus. He treated him like a malach. He didn't talk down to Paro. He said, this is your interpretation. This is what you should do. Somebody treats me like a mensch, I'm going to treat them like a mensch. Somebody shows Ava, Yosef comes in and starts screaming and starts talking down, Paro's going to feel it. Says the Torah Tamima, it must be that he treated him with respect and therefore everybody else also. Everybody else also treated him with respect as well. Okay, so that deals with, that's one answer, dealing with some of the issues. How do you advise them? So he, he gave them advice. He doesn't deal with that question. He didn't deal with that question. But the Maharal Diskin, in source number four, deals with all the questions. Deals with all the questions. How is it that he gave advice, number one? How is it that the Avadim were happy? And how is it that Paro knew that he was right? Line 12, on the bottom right. Amazing how, how he thinks and how he comes up with this. Haline ye pala beemes. Maduolo nafa barayona pitrono sha yosef. Shukar gyoser ala secha minina abanos. What they interpret. Power, you're going to have seven daughters and they're all going to die. Right? What, what, did, what did Yosef say? Yosef said, no, you have seven years of plenty, seven years of a famine. Doesn't that make more sense? Fat, fat bundles symbolize parnasa. Symbolize farming is going to go well that year. Doesn't that make sense? And skinny reeds when you don't have anything to gather in the field, that shows there's going to be a famine. It makes a lot of sense. Why couldn't they figure it out? This is what they did for a living. Right? They interpreted dreams for a living. That's all they did. So why couldn't they figure this one out? Why was it so confusing for them? Says the Maral Diskin. Line 6. This is the following. This is the point. In a word, Chartumim... Paro's advisors were able to see what would be, but not what could be. 
In other words, what was the future? What did they see in the future? Seven years of, fa- of plenty and two years of famine. That's all they saw because what happened at the end? Yaakov Avinu comes down to Mitzrayim. The brothers roll in Mitzrayim. The famine ends early. That only happened though because of Yosef's, interpret- uh, Yosef's preparation and everything that occurred all those years and Paro listened to Yosef's advice and setting him up being the officer. Yosef could see into the future not only what would be, but what could be. He saw the potential of the future and not just what actually would happen. The other w- advisors of Paro, they were all confused. Two, they saw, they saw plenty, then they saw a famine, but the famine stopped in the middle. They were all confused, they didn't know what to do with it with the future. They're like, I don't understand this. It should be a famine, but then it stopped in the middle. That's why they gave all these weird interpretations, because they couldn't put their finger on it. But Yosef Atzadik says, no, 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 let me explain to you. It's going to be seven and seven. It stops in the middle, but only if you appoint me first. Only if you take all of everything that I'm telling you in a package. It wasn't just Yosef giving advice. Oh, I think you should do this. No, that's part of the dream. Because I'm explaining to you, if you don't, if you don't take my advice, so then there's going, to, this, there's going to be a different interpretation. And it's not going to happen. Obviously, he saw what would happen. We're not going to get to Bechir Chavshis. Everybody has free will. Yes, Akhadis Baruch you know, knew at the end what would happen. But says the Mahal Diskin, that's the key. They were confused. And therefore... They didn't realize. I'm saying it all outside, then we'll see it inside. That's why the Maral Diskin also says that after they hear the interpretation, even the Avadim were happy. Even the Avadim saw that that was the truth because they realized, now we understand it. We couldn't figure it out. It was confusing to us because we only saw what was going to be. We didn't understand it. We didn't realize there's something about what could be. We didn't realize there's potential to the future and not just what actually occurs. Let's read it now again, line six. They see what's going to in the future. They can interpret something in the future, I'll tell you what it means. If I don't see it in the future, I can't say anything about that. Maybe they'll appear as liars. They didn't see seven years of famine. There wasn't seven years. They couldn't have said, if you don't do this, there's going to be seven years. Because they weren't. And even the seven years of plenty. It wasn't even seven full years. What happened during those seven years of plenty? Yosef took all the food. So they didn't even see seven years of plenty. They were all... It, there was plenty of grain, but people were hiding it. And then afterwards, it should have been a famine, but was, they were just confused. That's why they couldn't give a rational... Forget a rational. They couldn't give a coherent interpretation. Seven daughters, you're going to bury them. Comes along Yosef and says it and says, appoint me. Because that's part of the interpretation. That's not a separate idea. Skip the next column. Uka'es in the second top of the column. Meyushab kushyasenu. The Yosef hochrochlom on the parakola inyan. Shelvi ata. Yere parish davan vachacham. He had to say it. Kiyam haya omeraka pitaron. If he would have just said the pitaron, it would have been missing 
a major portion of what was going to be. Skipping al Kenan Mar Yosef Laparo, Asa Shara Lakim Osehi Gilaparo, Shevashne Shanim Bosh Navashne Gasava Gadol, Vikulu Vikulu. And skipping down line twenty, Al Kain Kasav Acharkach, Vayitavadara Baini Paro, Ubeine Kalavadov. Ratsalomar Gabini Achartumim. Even they had to admit. Shahalohu Bidvarab, Natangam Teretz Lahem, Bishvil Malo Yachlu Liftar Kamo, they couldn't do it. It must be from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Because it's all about what could be and not what would be. Maybe the message just in general could be we always have to look into our future and not just see. We are on a certain trajectory where our behavior is now, where we, what we have been doing and where we're heading. We have to try to see what could be also and not just would be if we continue in the way we are. Okay. Perak Mem Aleph, Pasik Nun Aleph. Mem Aleph Nun Aleph. Torah continues at the end of Shlishi. Yosef Atzadik has his two sons. Vayikra Yosef Hashem HaBachar Menashe. Yosef calls his Bachar Menashe. Ki Nashani Elokim Es Kalam Ali Ve'ez Kol Beisavi. Hashem has helped me forget all of my hard work, my father's house. He's given, he's made, help me forget it. I'm not Bissol Betzoros anymore. He's helped me forget it. Sounds like it's a good thing. He's happy about it. Now, Shani Elokimia, he's helped me forget the bad times. There's Hashem, Hashem, Nikara Ephraim, and the second time he calls Ephraim, Ki Hifrani Elokim, because Hashem has helped me become fruitful. Be'eretz Anyi, in the land of my lowliness, in the land of my Oni, as in Lechem Oni. Asks Rav Zalman Saratskin, the Aznayim Torah. Yosef is talking about how wonderful it is in Parapasuknal Tavazakan Base. Menasha, I don't have any more. I, f- I forgot all my tsaris. Ephraim, I have children. Be'eretz Anyi. So why does he call Mitzrayim Be'eretz Anyi then? If he's talking about how great it is, so how could he end off? How does the names that he gives to his kids fit with Be'eretz Anyi, with the land of his loneliness? His source 6. He starts off with the Shevach that's wonderful in Egypt. What does that mean? Aval says the Aznaim La Torah, no matter how great it got, no matter how comfortable Yosef felt, and he gave Akaris Atov to Akaris Baruchu, and he recognized what Akaris Baruchu did for him. He never forgot he was not in his homeland. He never forgot where he came from. He never forgot Eretz Canaan. He never forgot the Eretz Hanivcheres. Says of Zaman Saraskin, line 12. Lo rakas Mitzrayim shechziko sabbeisa asurim. Achafilu es Mitzrayim. Not only the jail itself, but the land itself. Shehoshiva oso ba'armon alachim. He's in the palace. He's the viceroy. It's still Be'eretz Anyi. Ko gadlu ga'aguav el sviva Yehudit. He misses Eretz Yisrael. He misses Eretz Kena'an. That connection. And he even points out a couple of psukim later, in the uh, Sefer Eretz Yisrael in the Parsha, he points out this connection. He says that a few psukim later, the brothers also seem to have this feeling. Because when the brothers come down to Yosef, and Yosef asks them, where are you from? What did the brothers say? 
Yosef, they say, where, he said, where are you from? Pasuk Zion, Membe Zion. Vayar Yosef is a Chava Yakirim, he recognizes them, they didn't recognize him. Vayisnaker alem, vidabari pavitam kashos, vayomru alehem. Mayayin basam, where are you from? Vayomru, what did they answer? Me'eretz kanan, lishpar ochel. We come from Canaan to get food. Did Yosef ask why they came? Yosef just asked where they came from. Why they say, why they came also. Why does Yosef care? Why does he advise you? You can come for whatever you want, I just want to know where you came from. They say, we came from Canaan to get food. Azayim la Torah. As if they were saying, we came because we had to come. We wouldn't have wanted to leave Eretz Canaan, but you know what? We had to. We had no choice. There was a famine there. And if there's a famine, you're allowed to leave Eretz Canaan. So Yosef, in Mitzrayim, does not forget the roots. Does not forget Eretz Canaan. The brothers, when they come down, they give an excuse an identification, right? This is not our land, right? The Medrash even picks up on Yosef is called the Ivri. Yosef is called the proud Ivri. Eretz Yisrael, the focus, just Hanukkah related. There's no question about a, a halal on Hanukkah. The Gemara talks about the halal on Purim. It's a nace of Chutzlaretz. Hanukkah's right here. My five-year-old came home this week singing and I just overheard him singing, right? Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. And he's singing, Nace Gadol Haya Po. I didn't grow up that way. Right. He knows the pay on the dreidel. Something that we shouldn't take for granted and we should realize the schuss that we have, those of us sitting here. Okay. So wherever we are, we have to feel that we're in Eretz Anyi unless it's Eretz Yisrael. Okay, let's continue. Perak Membez Pasaches. So the Pasach that we just read. Yosef's brothers do not recognize him he recognizes them. He just doesn't reveal himself. We discussed that two years ago. The famous question, Delta Mikates, why didn't he reveal himself to his brothers? Many different answers given. But let's focus on this Pasuk, though, first. How did Yosef's brothers not recognize him? He was the brother. He was with them 17 years. Right? For 17 years of his life, he was with them. So how did they not recognize him? Okay, many years have passed, a couple of decades. Says Rashi, quoting the Gemara, Pasuk Yosef recognized them because they already had beards when he left. They had beards. They didn't change much. They had a beard then, they had a beard now. Yosef, he was just uh, starting to grow facial hair. When he left, they didn't have hair. He didn't have hair yet. And now he had. And now he had. So therefore says the says um, the Chazal that he recognized them, but they didn't recognize him. Asked Rav Shimshon Pinkus. Asked Rav Pinkus in source number eight. So wonder. So what that he has a beard? If you're staring at for a minute maybe, but if you're staring at your brother, what do you think you'd recognize him? It's not your long lost brother. What do you think you'd recognize him even if he has a beard now? It's not a stranger. It's not even a friend. It's a brother. How is it that they didn't recognize him? In the natural realm, it seems an impossibility. Says Rav Pincus, you're right. It was. Let's continue. The Pasuk says in Mishlei, 
The Pasuk says that wisdom is a gift from Hashem. Any wisdom that a person has comes directly from God. Kishem, look at the comparison. Kishem shekoach hanavua eina munach beteva elahu ashpah miyuchedes meyashem yizbarach kach gam koach hachachma vaseichel. We all understand that nevua prophecy is a gift from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Says Rav Pinkus, so is chachma. So is any ability, any wisdom that a person achieves or uses or has. It's also a gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Nothing's natural. Oh, it's me. Kochi v'otsim yadi. No! Chachma is also a gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. V'hinei amru chazal. That's step one. Step two, says your Pinkus, we know the Rashi. A difficult Rashi to understand, but it's a Rashi. Rashi says earlier, last week, Shashvatim echrimu komisha yigala mesha asu liyosef. The Shvatim made an oath. Nobody was allowed to reveal what happened to Yosef. Nobody was allowed to reveal it. That's what Yitzchak Avinu. Yitzchak knew about it, Rashi quotes, he couldn't tell his son. HaKadosh Baruch was not telling, so I'm not telling. Kaviyocho, the Chazal say, this, this requires elaboration, not for now, but Kaviyocho, they were Meshatif HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the Shvua. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu couldn't reveal to Yaakov. Yaakov had Ruch HaKodesh. No, the brothers made a Cherim, nobody was allowed to reveal that's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't tell Yaakov what happened to his son. So Cesar Pincus put these two steps together. Number one, Chachme is a matana. Number two, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wasn't allowed to tell either. Now we understand. Why? If I see my friend, if I see my brother and he looks exactly like he's always looked, I don't need Chachma to identify my brother. Even somebody who, Rahmanul Islam, is not mentally there, he could recognize a family member. If it's, he looks the same, that's not Chachma. That's Re'iyasainayim. It's in front of my eyes. Masha'inkain, if there's a little difficulty, if there's a little difference, so then I need to use Chachma. Or we have to move on. Eich lo'ikiruz, ache Yosef oso. Vakarish baruch lo ishpialem das Chachma le'inyin zeh. You know why they couldn't recognize him? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't, didn't give them the matana of Chachma in this regard. Because he didn't want to reveal. He didn't want to have any hand in the revealing. Given she'echrimu, so yeshum gili mukalinyan. And he omeshatev HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What's the whole beard thing? No. Because if he didn't have a beard, says your pinkus, he wouldn't need Chachma. It would be re'iyamamish, right in front of me. Masha'enkein, because he had the beard, it would have to be through Chachma, through wisdom to interpret and that is something that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was not ready to do to give them the Chachma, and therefore he didn't give it. But what's the Musar Haskell that comes out from this from us? Besides a creative pshat, Chachma is a matana. Any wisdom, any Chachma in any regard, in any area of life, it's not something natural. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us Chachma. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us Chachma to accomplish anything in life. Hakome Eis Hashem. A connected thought, connected thought of Chaim Shmulevit says, is also related to Paro in the dreams. Why was Paro so impressed with Yosef Atzadik? One word, says of Chaim Shmulevitz. One word gives it all away. 
Well, even before that, there is one word that captures it, but let's keep reading. He quotes the Sabbath from Kelm in source 10, where he says, Kirovo para Yerat Shemaim. Paro saw within Yosef, Yerat Shemaim, he saw that Yosef did not take the credit himself. Nothing was his own. Elokim Yanesh Lom Paro. We didn't get to it. I didn't have room to put it into this year, maybe next year. Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky points out to answer a question, which we'll get to another time. Almost every statement of Yosef's from Vayeshev till the end of Bereshus, almost every statement has a Kaddish Baruch Hu in the statement. Almost every, if not every one. Everything has a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Kaddish Baruch Hu Yanesh Shalom Paro. Ha- Hashem sent me here. Everything he says. How can I have a Kim? He's talking to Hashem's Potiphar. He's talking to the, his brothers. He's talking to everything. He's talking to the Saramashkim. Everything has a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Yosef recognizes Nothing is himself. What's the word? Line 13, Biladai. It's beyond me. It's not me. I'm not interpreting your dreams, Paro. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving me the Chachma. Yosef is not taking anything for himself. No COVID. So everybody's praising him. He could have said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got out of jail. He removes himself from the picture. It's Biladai. Paro says, wow, that is something unusual, not natural. And therefore, he recognizes that there's something special about Yosef and elevates him to be the viceroy of the land. So, similar ideas. Yosef as well. Just like the Rav Pincus's pshat says, Chachma is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Yosef re- realized that. Yosef recognizes that Midah, that it's HaKome Is Hashem, and that's what impressed Paro at the beginning of the Parsha. Okay, let's use the remaining time to say over two ideas related to Hanukkah. Two ideas related to Hanukkah, one related to the Parsha as well, and one just related to Hanukkah, which we celebrate as we speak now. The first is one from Avram Shur. Halakha Valibov, Tavshin Samafes. The brothers say, towards the end of the Parsha, Vayomer Ishalachiv. We are guilty for our brother. We saw his saris. We didn't listen to him when he was begging. Right? The brothers were saying, it's our fault. Ruvain comes in. I told you, says Ruvain. We know Ruvain was not there by the selling. He agreed and he had to go back. It was his day to serve as Yaakov. Ruvain says, I told you. The What was Ruvain's attitude in this whole discussion? He goes through one shot. What exactly was the, was the chait? What was the machlokas exactly between Ruvain and the brothers? Okay, he quotes a Svarno. But Rav Armshur then quotes a thought based on Rav Aaron Cutler. The next page. Next page. Source 12. A new idea, what was behind Ruvain's actions? A medrash which we actually quoted last week in Shul. She Ruvain Amar. Ruvain said... Why did Reuben save him, save Yosef, try to save Yosef? Because Reuben says, hey, he counted me as one of the Shvatim. He, he didn't throw me out because what I did to, Bil, to, the, to the bed of Bilhah. 
What does that mean? I thought, says Reuven to himself, that I'm not going to be one of the Shiftei Ka anymore. And what did Yosef do? He had a dream about 11 stars. I'm still there. I'm one of the stars. I'm one of the brothers. Meaning, Reuven had feelings of Akar Satov. Through his dream, though his dream was negative, but he realized, he says, hey, he's, he's putting me up as one of the Shvatim, and therefore he has a Karasatov. So how are we supposed to understand that? He continues, line 13. What? Ruvain wouldn't have saved Yosef? Just because he had a car, Satovi saves him now. Oh, he did something for me, so I have to save him. No, it's deeper than that. And this is what we have to internalize on these days of Hanukkah, which he will relate to. Ki al yidei ha-karas ha-tov, liros as Yosef, ba-ofanacher me-hashvatim. You know what, what, what a feeling of a karas ha-tov does to a person, if it's a proper internal feeling? It's not just, oh... I, I, he did something for me, so I want to do, do, do something back for him. You know, Akaras Atov, if I feel it for a person, it makes me look at that other person in a different light. It makes me view them differently. It makes me see them in a much more positive light. And if anybody else would have done this, I would like look at it like, like with, a, with a raised eyebrows. And, but because I, this other person who I have feelings of Akaras Atov for did it, so all of a sudden, they're totally different in my brain. And we know that in life. If we have feelings, certain feelings with people, they could do the same thing that people that we don't know do, but we, t- we look at it differently. Feelings of Akar Satov lead us to view people in different ways. Reuven had Akar Satov, and it wasn't just, okay, I'll save Yosef. He viewed Yosef differently. He viewed Yosef's actions differently. Hashvatim show Yosef. The Shvatim just saw the outward actions of Yosef. So they called him a Rodef. Reuven was Zohar because of these feelings that generated in him a totally different outlook on his brother. And that is what made him look at his brother differently. And he says on line 22, you know what we learned from this? Just like the Sefer Achinach writes in the midst of Kibbutz of Aim, which we discussed this afternoon. Hakar Satov for your parents leads to Hakar Satov for Hakar Baruch Hu. This, which was about Hakar Satov for me, and we could also learn, the more we feel feelings of Hakar Satov to Hakar Baruch Hu, the more we'll be machshiv him. The more we'll recognize what he does for us. Zochin liros es hatov afilu bedavr shenir aleinayin kedavr lotov. Even at times when Rachman al-Litzlan, things don't appear so perfect. But if we really internalize and make sure we are strong in our feelings of our cars when things are great, so that even at the tougher times, those feelings will still help us have the proper outlook on what HaKadosh Baruch Hu does for us. He says a lot here, but just to skip to where he says a beautiful thought, and that is the top of the second column. He says, where do we connect to God in the greatest way during davening? At which moment... Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. When we say Shema, what do we say right before we say Shema? Lahodos lecha uliachedcha biyava. Because to get a true appreciation of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, what we first have to do is lahodos lecha. 
we have to first have that feeling of Akaras Atov, the Kodesh Baruch and recognize everything He does for us, and then we can say Shema Yisrael properly. Yes, this doesn't mean we know the structure of Shema Yisrael, Shalach Bakasha Hodah, Hodah at the end. But there still has to be an element of Hodah to begin with in order to get a proper appreciation and realization of what a Kaddish Baruch Hu is. V'zeo, that's what he says in the second line in the middle. V'zeo shana omer bevir chazavas olam, lahodos lachol liachetcha biyava, al yedei midas ha'udah, zochim lahayichot shel kriyashma. That's what Reuven did, that's what we have to do. And specifically, specifically he says, um, or even first he quotes the Mashal, then we'll get back to, uh, to Hanukkah. He quotes what he heard from the Mashkiach Rav Dan Sagal in the third, in the third column. He said it's similar, talking about strengthening these feelings of Akar for us, even when it's not so good. Ki yeled, ki yeled chamin, a child whose mo- mother is bathing him in hot water. Even though he's screaming, he knows deep down that he needs the bath. Put it in the, he knows, let's say, the child's getting medicine that tastes disgusting. The child knows that the mother loves him. Because of his, out, his general outlook, he doesn't think that the mother is doing something. He, he, it hurts! It hurts right now! But in a few minutes and overall, he'll be able to step back and say, really, this was for my good, because he has those feelings for the parent. Says Rav Shor, turning over the page. You can read the whole thing after. Says Rav Shor, this is even, before we get to Hanukkah, one more beautiful point. This is even what we get to Hanukkah. Before we get to Hanukkah, is helps us explain the Magen Avram. Magen Avram quotes in Simon Samach that there is a minhag. It's, it's written in many Sederim. There's a minhag of saying the six zechiras every day. Even if not, we know there are six zechiras every day. Six times the Torah says the word zachar. Shabbos, Matan Torah, the Egel, um, the other ones, Amalek. All the six zechiras. One of them is Miriam. Remember Miriam. The Shlaka though says. That, and the Kabbalistic Svar, the Magad Avram quotes in Simon Samach, that there are six words in Avaraba, our paragraph that we're talking about, that by these six words, you're supposed to think about those six Zechiris. And if you, I didn't give you the Magad Avram inside, you can look at the Magad Avram, he says what each one has to do with, what each one has to do with that, that Zechira. Right, Bacharta, that's Maimon Arsinai, because we were the chosen nation. Go through each one. But one of them, the more difficult one, is that he says when you say lahodos lacha, what we've been talking about, you're supposed to think about the zechira of the Maisa Miriam. Miriam got saras, to speak in Lashon Har about Moshe. Zachar, Eis Asher, 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 Miriam, Pasuk in Parshat Kiseitse. So, ma inyin zelazet. What is the zechira of Miriam have to do with lahodos lacha? See, he says it's exactly our point. Because if we have a proper lahodos about a person, if we have a proper view of Akar Satov to about a person, we would never speak Lashon Hara about them. We would never have a negative attitude towards them because they'd always be on a pedestal in our eyes because we have different feelings towards them. We know we're biased to some people and not to others. Why? Because we don't have proper proper appreciation of who they are. So it applies to Baruch Hu, but that we would never speak Lashon Hara. That's why Lahodas Lachas says the Magen Avram. You got to think about the Misa of the Misa of Miriam, Misa of Miriam, and that's what he um, um, that's what he even says. Finally, the last point before Hanukkah, the pasuk we say and we sing, Miho Oiv Yamim Liros Tov. If you're always row at Tov, 
Nitzar Lashon Chameira. It'll be easy. That's the way to do it. To be Roetov, to always see the good because of the feelings of what they do for me and what they give me and their talents. I recognize what they could do. So then that'll lead to Nitzar Lashon Chameira. Finally, just ending off, how does this relate to Hanukkah? What does the Gemara say? Ha, Hanukkah is not days, there's no chi of Sudan Hanukkah. Was it, what is it days of? Halal v'hoda'ah. That's what the Gemara says. It's days of Halal, that's how the Gemara captures what Hanukkah is all about. Halal v'hoda'ah. So says Rav Avram Shor, specifically in these eight days, there is an ability for us to connect to that midah. The midah of hoda'ah. The midah of hoda'ah to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, The midah of hoda'ah to those around us. And we have to try to do our best to capture, to try to make sure we latch on to that midah which is in the air. One idea. One final idea related to Hanukkah. Okay, this one is purely Hanukkah. The last one was Miketz and Hanukkah. One final idea to Hanukkah. This we mentioned already on Shabbos. But it's such a beautiful thought. And um, I didn't see it anywhere else, so I thought I would mention it again. And today we could take notes. Those who were there on Shabbos, today we could take notes. So I don't think anybody... Uh, feels bad that it's a Chazar. Famous question of Hanukkah, out of the many famous questions of Hanukkah, is why is there no Mishnayis on Hanukkah? Why is there no Mishnayis on Hanukkah? It's Mishnayis on Megillah, on Purim, Mishnayis on every other Yantif, Psachim, Yuma, Beitzah, talks about Shavuos, Rosh Hashanah, Sukkah, every Yantif gets a Mesechta. Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi did not see fit to Write a Masechta on Hanukkah. Hanukkah is referred to a number of times. Derech Agav, it comes up in Mishnayis. When do you, could you bring Bikurim to? All the way till Hanukkah. Right, yeah. if, you're, if you're walking with your camel in the street, you've got to be careful on Hanukkah from those candles that are outside. That's all it says. A couple of Derech Agav lines. What do you lane on Hanukkah? Okay, that's what the Mishnayis say. But, you know, why isn't there a Masechta's Hanukkah? So in the new volume of Remerskin, Hagyoni Allah in Gimel, he quotes a thought from his grandfather. His grandfather says, source 14, why is there a Masechta to every other Yantif? Because the basis of a Masechta, the root of any Masechta about a Yantif, is darshaning the Psukim of Torah Shebech about that holiday. Rosh Hashanah, because there are psukim in the Torah that talk about Rosh Hashanah, the Yikadarshan, Skatim Teruah, Yuma, there's a whole safe parshas of parshas Achrimos, and there's parshas Pinchas about the Musaf. Even, even Purim, Yidarshan the Megillah. Almost every pasuk in the Megillah is Darshan, the middle of Masechah's Megillah. There's a Masechta if there's a basis of Drashas Chazal that you could put into the Masechta. But here, there is no Torah Shibbat Sav. There is no Sefer in Tanakh. Sefer HaMakabim is not in Tanakh. Tanakh is, Hanukkah is left out of Tanakh. So therefore, Mamela, there can't be a Masechta. Because there's no Psukim to Darshan. That's what he says. I think you could say it a little sharper even. So it's basically the same idea. Maybe this is what he means. But maybe one could say that by definition, Torah Shebaal is an expansion of Torah Shebaal and it has to be that way. And maybe there's only a hetero to write down Torah Shabbat Peh when it's an expansion of Torah Shabbat Sav. And therefore, if there is no Torah Shabbat Sav about this topic, Mamela, you can't write it down. There's nothing to write down, Torah Shabbat Peh. That is pure Torah Shabbat Peh. You can't write it down. It's got to stay Baal Peh. Maybe that's, that's a little deeper idea in terms of how he expresses it in terms of 
There is no Torah Shabbat Chsavah about Chanukah, so therefore, Mamela, there can't be any Torah Shabbat Peh. Part one. But part two is, just begs the question, so why is there no Torah Shabbat Chsavah? Why isn't the Chanukah story in Tanakh? Why was it left out? So that's the Gemara's question. The Gemara asked that. In Mesechah's Yuma, Tav Why was the Purim story, the last story in Tanakh, Amr of Asi, Lama Nimshla Esther Lashachar, why is Esther like the morning? Loma Lacha Mashachar Sof Kalawaila, Af Esther Sof Kalanisim. The morning is the end of the night, Esther is the end of miracles. Ask the Gemara Baika Chanukah. What about Chanukah? Chanukah doesn't count? Nitzna Lichtov Ka'amrinan. No. The last miracle that was fit to be recorded is the miracle of Purim. Chanukah was a miracle that was not fit to be recorded. So what does that mean? What exactly? Why, why wasn't the miracle fit to be recorded? Which is the whole reason why there's no Mishnayis, according to what we just explained. But step one, why wasn't it fit to be recorded? So a number of Achronim give the idea, the Ben Yoyada, I gave it to you there in Source 16, the Ben Ishchai, says the following idea. Venerally, the Siyat on line four. De'en Zekushya. Kibizman Esther. Why in the time of Purim, which was a couple hundred years earlier before Hanukkah, why was that able to be written down? Because Mordechai and Esther, they were Baalei Ruach HaKodesh. And when somebody is a Baal Ruach HaKodesh and he writes a Sefer, then we have the right to say these are Psukim of Tanakh. These are magical Psukim that could be Darshaned. That you could say, as Xerashav is, why are these words used and those words used? Shehem Shinim Linavim, the Kosvum Megillah Baruch HaKodesh, Alderach Megros Nevim Muxuvim, Shai Sebaruch HaKodesh, Ameris La Kosev Alashon, Vahadvarim Shu Kosev. But in the time of Chanukah, there wasn't any Ruach HaKodesh anymore. There's no Ruach HaKodesh. Then the recording of events of the history would have only been humanly recorded, and the source would have been a human being then that wouldn't have the same authority and the same ability to darshan. Those psukim wouldn't have been darshanable. They wouldn't have been called psukim in the same sense. Because a pasuk in Tanakh has to be written Baruch HaKodesh in some level in order for us to then use them and look at them as proper psukim. The, pur- the Hanukkah story took place later, so there was no Ruach HaKodesh, therefore it couldn't be recorded. Mimil, once it can't be recorded, that's why there is no Mishnayis on Meseches Chanukah, based on the words of Rav Mursky's grandfather. Okay, we should be zochet to not have Esther be sof kalhanisim. It should be sof kalhanisim for one period of time, but Hashem, there'll be the tchilas nisim in our period of time as well. Okay, so Hashem, I will try to get up a shear Sunday night. Nothing. We'll put send out an email, but I will try Sunday night. It's the only night I have next week. That's a possibility, uh, but I will. Uh, I will do my best.